Good morning, people of God. This is Apostle Shirley Evans today, Sunday, October the 25th at 11.39 a.m. October 25th, 2020. The time is 11.40 a.m. I bless the Lord this morning. I praise you and I worship you, people of God. I pray that all is well with you when you receive these teachings. I give him glory. I give him praise. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for another day. I thank you, Father God, for life. I thank you, God, for grace. I thank you for mercy. I thank you, God, for sending Jesus down to this earth to redeem us back to the Father. Help us to continue to stay in your presence, to worship and praise and honor you and glorify you and give you thanks in all things because you said in all things we are to give you thanks. So we thank you again in the name of Jesus. Father God, I ask you to continue to make us vessels for your honor and your glory that we can go out and reap the harvest, Father, of souls and tell them about the love of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for your care. You care so much for us. We thank you for your provision. You provide us with food, clothing, health, Father, and peace of mind in the name of Jesus. Help us continue to love our brothers and sisters as you love us. Help us to pour out the love to them. Father, we thank you for the joy, the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. And so this morning, the song we're going to start off with is, we need to stay in his presence. In your presence, that's where I belong. In your presence, Oh Lord, my God, in your presence, that's where I am strong. Seeking your face, calling your name in the cleft of the rock. I want to be where the springs of living waters flowing. In the cleft of the rock, in your presence, that's where I belong. In your presence, O Lord my God, in your presence, that's where I am strong, seeking your face calling your name in the cleft of the rock in your presence oh lord oh the glory of your presence we your temple give you reverence so arise 
to your rest and be blessed by our praise as we glory in your embrace as your presence now fills this place oh the glory of your presence we are temple give you reverence so arise to your rest and be blessed by our praise as we glory in your embrace as your presence now fills this place we want to stay in his presence i want to be more like you jesus i want to be more like you i want to be a vessel you walk through i want to be more like you i want to be used by you jesus i want to be used by you i want to be a vessel you work through i want to be used by you i want to be more like you jesus i want to be more like you I want to be a vessel you can use. I want to be more like you. In moments like these, I sing out a song. I sing out a love song to Jesus. In moments like these, I lift up my hands, I lift up my hands to the Lord, singing, I love you, Lord, singing, I love you, Lord, singing, I love you. like these I sing out a song I sing out a love song to Jesus in moments like these I lift up my voice I lift up my voice to the Lord singing 
I love you, Lord. Singing, I love you, Lord. Singing, I love you, Lord. I love you. Singing, I love you, Lord. Singing, I love you, Lord. Singing, I love you, Lord. I love you. Father, we just thank you for being able to worship, adore you, magnify your name, glorify your name, exalt your name, for your name is worthy to be praised. You are worthy to be praised and we give you the glory. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Lord, now and always we give you the praise. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Lord, now and always we give you the praise we give you praise 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 with our hands lifted up and our voice filled with praise we give you praise we give you the praise we give you the praise lord now and always we give you the praise because he is worthy of our praise let's go to a few scripture reading genesis chapter 2 verse 8 says talking about adam and eve in the garden and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Genesis 2 verse 15 says, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And Psalm 22, Psalm 22, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Psalm 22, verse 3, declares, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praise of Israel. I'm going to read from Psalm 22, verse 1. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Sometimes we feel as if he has forsaken us, but he has not. Why art thou 
so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring. What is happening in this world now that people think that God, where are you? But no, he's right there. If you go in the ocean, he's there. No matter where you are in the storm, he's still there. Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, and I'm not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee. They trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee, and were delivered. They trusted in thee, and were confounded. And so, he is with us. They trusted. He was there. Help us, Lord, not to murmur and complain, because you are here. He is here. Hallelujah. You are here. Amen. He is here. And so, you can touch him. He's right in your presence. Once you create a praise and once you stay in the presence, once you stay in that relationship with him. And so we are talking this morning still about his glory and and what attracts his presence. In the beginning, after God had created the world and all the vast array of life, and planted a garden in the east in Eden. We just rest in, read in Genesis chapter 2, verse 8. He placed Adam there to work it and to care, to take good care of it. Later, God fashioned Eve from part of Adam's side and presented her to him as his mate and companion. Adam and Eve found that Eden was the perfect environment in which to thrive and prosper because it was a place where the presence of God surrounded them. It was only as they remained in God's presence that they could realize their full potential and become all they were created to be. The presence of God is the ideal environment for glory. God's original desire and design was for Adam and Eve and their descendants to reproduce throughout the earth as they obeyed God's command to be fruitful and increase in number to fill the earth and subdue it. That's what he said to them. Mankind did indeed fill the earth and subdued it to a large degree, but since separated us from God and removed us from God's presence. As a result, we were cut off from Eden and the earth was filled with the, with the consequences of our sin. Then war started. War, hatred, violence, selfishness, suffering, and despair. But before they sinned, we didn't read anywhere in, in, in there about war, but afterwards. Those are characteristics of a world outside the covering presence of God. Today we struggle daily with those consequences, even as believers we struggle. There seems to be a restlessness in us, although we may not always recognize where it's coming from. Our hearts and our spirits yearn and learn and 
yearned as a yearning and and a longing to return to God's presence. To that relationship with God that is characterized by his continual presence in our lives. Christians could could have experienced it, but then they come out of the presence and then we have a longing to get back there. And sometimes they never get back there. Because of the worldly circumstances that surround us on a daily basis, it resists our efforts to walk with God. Sometimes there's discouragement and negativity everywhere we look. We have no trouble at all finding dead end. You, you call them dead beat people, dead beat, doing nothing people, no encouragement, no life, no joy. Who would like nothing better than for us to join them in their mediocrity? You ever hear the word misery loves company? Misery loves company. People whose lives are going nowhere fear and resent those who are determined to rise above their circumstances. Don't forget that our circumstances do not have to dictate our environment. God enables us, in a sense, to, to, to live lives in his presence once we accept him through the blood of Christ and the indwelling Holy Spirit. We can create our own environment that draws the presence of God near to us. The environment is the atmosphere of praise. You notice I'm always praising. The environment is the atmosphere of praise. Psalm 22 verse 3, I, I read it just now, says that God inhabits the praises of his people. So when God's people praise him, he draws near and worship results. God has given each of us a praise. We can praise. We have a ministry of praise. Okay. God does not need either a praise or a worship. He is God no matter what we do or we don't do. But we must stay in his presence. God's presence comes through our praise. If we desire to live a, 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 a life of glory, we must learn to cultivate a continual environment of praise. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips that confess his name. Praise, though, is a sacrificial offering to God. The spiritual first fruits of our lips. One way to look at praise is to think of it as bragging on God. <laughs> always bragging on God. I don't know about you, but I'm always bragging of the little things, the big things, the small things. I'm always bragging. When we praise the Lord, we are telling him all the good and wonderful things about himself. Yes, praise is bragging on God's nature, his attributes, 
his character. It is agreeing with God concerning what he has already told us about himself. When we praise God, his presence comes near. And in his presence, all our true glory can be released. We cannot create this environment of praise completely on our own. That's why Christ gave us his spirit, his Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I am divine and you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. That's John chapter 15 verse 5. In our own strength, we can do absolutely nothing. But when we abide in Christ and remain joined to him, as a branch is joined to the vine, we can do anything. If you cut a limb or a leaf, take off a leaf for hours, the leaf is going to die. Now, there's some leaves. You could take it off the tree and you rest it on the ground. Once it touches some soil, it springs. So there's different kind of leaves. But in our own strength, we can do nothing. We need to abide. When we abide in Christ and remain joined to him, as the branch is joined to the vine, we can do anything he wants us to do. Praise is something we can do anytime, anywhere. As we learn to exercise our personal praise ministry, like I said, you could do it in the bathroom, you could do it on the tree, you can do it at the stove, you can do it when you're washing. We can create the presence around us of God. There is an inseparable link between our praise and the manifest presence of God. We spoke about that earlier, about the relationship. It's so important to praise him because it attracts the presence of God. But one thing I want to say is the importance of the presence of God. It is very important to have the presence of God. It is one thing to know of God's omnipresence, but quite another to experience the reality of his personal presence on a continuing day-to-day basis. Before anything else, we need the presence of God. In all that rain and lightning and and thundering, and, and, and you think I was asleep? Wide awake in the presence of God, still worshiping, communing with God. Commune with me. Commune with me. Between the wings of the cherubim. Commune with me. Commune with me. Commune with me between the wings of a cherubim. Commune with me. You see, 
the only reason I was able to commune with him and wasn't afraid because years ago he took away that fear of that lightning and thunder because years ago I would run and hide under the bed or I would take a, a, a sheet and cover up the glasses and I, I would not make a move. But he took that fear away from me. And so there I was in all of that. I was communing with him. Everything else in life depends on God's presence. Praise attracts the presence of God. True praise is an exercise, a discipline that flows from a pure heart and a humble spirit. When we brag about God, we are acknowledging his sovereignty and lordship as well as our own dependence on him. That spirit of humility is just what God is looking for in us. It says, humble yourself. When you humble, a humble child will taste the grace of God. James says, in James chapter 4, verse 7 to 10, he says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve mourn and wail change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom humble yourselves before the lord and he will lift you up these verses are filled with the language of humility and repentance the words submit the words come near and humble yourselves all relate to humility while wash your hands of course Oh, everybody's washing their hands. Even the baby is washing their hands now. Wash your hands. Purify your hearts. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Mourning and gloom deal with repentance. So it's not talking about washing your physical hands, even though that's what we do. Your hearts have to be clean and pure. If we approach God with a humble spirit, he will do two things. When we come near to God, he will come near to us. And when we humble ourselves before him, he will lift us up. One of the ways we come near to God is through praise because praise establishes an environment in which God is pleased to dwell. When we lift a praise, we are agreeing with God concerning himself, which is a complete reversal of what Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden. Remember what Satan said when he attempted Eve. Did God really say, you must not eat from any tree of the garden? With that question, Satan, Satan was implying that he disagreed with God and he was implying he want Eve to disagree with God too. So that was Satan's deception. Beware of the deceptive spirits. Eve decided she, she, she disagreed with God and even passed her disagreement on to her husband. 
Adam and Eve may have called it disagreement, but God called it sin. As when when people talk about um how how Lot's wife talk, turned to a pillar of salt, I said, okay, the Bible said turned to a pillar of salt. I'm gonna tell you what happened now. She died. Sin is rebellion against the known, revealed will of God. It is disagreement with what God says. Sin is what God got Adam and Eve kicked out of Eden and removed from God's covering presence. It also broke their relationship with God, a breach that was inherited by all their descendants. For everyone who trusts him in faith, the blood of Christ cleanses us from sin and restores our broken relationship with God. The praise of our lips, whether alone or as a congregation of believers, recreates the spiritual environment of Eden and attracts God's presence. So see, Eden had that environment. Praise is one way we become near to God. And when we do, he comes near to us. Praise reverses the sin of the Garden of Eden because we are now agreeing with God concerning himself and his words. When we agree with God in humility and faith, he draws near. When we say, oh Lord, you're beautiful. Oh Lord, you're beautiful. Your face is all I seek. And when your eyes are on this child, your grace abounds to me. Oh Lord, you're beautiful. He says, he answers back and says, I agree with that. I am beautiful. You're beautiful beyond description. I agree with that. So I'm coming closer to you because you now know that I'm beautiful. We say, oh Lord, you're mighty. A mighty fortress is our God. A bulwark never failing. Yes, he's mighty. So he agrees with us that he is, he is mighty. Finally, you agree with me. I'm coming closer to you. Praise is always positive. There is no such thing as negative praise. We cannot praise in disagreement. That's nothing more than criticism. Sin is rebellion against God, but praise reflects our relationship with God. We can praise God because we have a relationship with him through Christ. When we praise God, we draw near to him. Agree with what he has said about his nature, attributes, and character, and create an environment conducive to his presence. As a result, he draws near to us. Praise will always attract God's presence. 
But we are to maintain the presence of God through praise. If praise is necessary to attract God's presence, then it is also necessary to maintain his presence. The Bible depicts God in his throne, sitting on his throne in heaven, surrounded by an atmosphere of unceasing praise. Isaiah saw it. Isaiah chapter 6, he had a vision, which 1 to 4 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling one to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. I could imagine Isaiah in that vision. And John also, in the book of Revelation, describes God as seated on a throne guarded by four angelic beings and they were praising him continually revelation chapter 4 and verse 8 says each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around even under his wings day and day day and night they never stopped saying holy 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 is the lord god almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So here was also the 24 elders surrounding the throne. They were also lifting up their voices, praising. That's Revelation chapter 4 and 11. And they were saying, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. See, the inhabitants of heaven praise God with undiluted and undivided devotion. Likewise for us, praise that not only attracts but also maintains God's presence must be offered from pure hearts that are wholly devoted to him. Half-hearted praise won't cut it. It won't cut it. We are to praise God at all times. We are to praise him at all times. Even when we don't feel like it. The wonderful thing about praise is that when we start doing it, even though we are not in a mood, before long, the very act of praise will put us in the mood. Although our feelings and moods change, the position of our heart should not change. And it is our heart that God looks at. David's heart was always positioned toward God. Even when his feelings or moods led to 
let him into sin. He had a humble heart. A humble heart praises God. A proud heart does not. True praise comes only from a humble heart that is focused on God. Half-hearted or insecure praise does not honor God. And he will not then honor us with his presence. God is holy. I will not pretend that we are honoring him when we really are not. This was one of the great repeated sins of the nation of Israel. Praise and worship degenerated into meaningless and hypocritical ritual where they, the so-called praise on their lips was completely detached from the attitude in their hearts. Don't let us be like that. You're praising, but your heart is far from me. The Lord says in Isaiah 29, 13, the Lord says, these people come near to me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The worship of me is made up only of rules taught by men. Jesus quoted the same verse when he challenged the Pharisees over their practice of placing the traditions of men above the laws of God. You know that there are times when you would go to a church service and they, they've already written down the songs they're going to play and then they would have already practiced the songs they're going to sing. But what what does the scripture say? Break forth in the praises. So if you're going to break forth in the praises, that means your praises should be led by the Holy Spirit inside of you. I'm quickening your spirit with a song, with a praise. That's true praise. That's true worship. That's it. There was a time I went to a service and, uh, um, they had finished praising and then it was time for the speaker to come on so he began to, to, to speak the word of God but I'm in the congregation and I'm like I felt the Holy Ghost all of a sudden and I'm, I'm trying to close it down, shut it down squeeze myself up and I could see someone in the congregation, one of the ministers looking at me because he certainly was in the spirit. And all of a sudden, I knew he was saying in his spirit, you better let that out. But the preacher is up there preaching. And then I'm like, I feel like I'm going to burst. And all of a sudden, my mouth opened. And I began to sing this worship and this praise. And when I was finished, the Lord gave me the revelation. But that particular minister got up and said, listen, you all don't understand what happened to her. Let me tell you what happened. And here's the scripture. Break forth into praises. Break forth into praises. And that praise right then was for the deliverance of someone inside the church. And that person got delivered that day. And so, and so you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. And yeah, the people might have thought it was a disruption. It was not a disruption. The Holy Ghost disrupted just for that person, that same woman, for her deliverance. 
so so the what the 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 service turned into a, a service of deliverance and healing and so just be that vessel that he can use jesus quoted the same scripture which i just quote these people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me their worship of me is made up only of rules and taught by men. You know we have the liturgical dances. You know that they practice that before they come on to do it. David didn't practice his dance. The Spirit of the Lord moved upon David. The first time the Spirit of the Lord moved upon me like that, I was away to a conference. I don't know those people. But the Spirit of the Lord moved upon me like that. And there I was dancing and worshiping before the Lord, but deliverance came that day. So bless just ye when you're yielded vessel, you never know what is going to happen. But it calls for total yielding. Jesus quoted this same verse when he challenged the Pharisees over their practice of placing the traditions of men above the laws of God in Matthew 15, verse 1 to 9. The full blessings of the presence of God are reserved for those who come to him and praise him with a whole heart. David said in Psalms 24, 3 to 6, Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to an idol or swear by what is false. He will receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God, his savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Whenever we praise the Lord with our lips, but our heart is not in it. He won't pretend it is real, even if we pretend it is real. That's why, that's why it is so important for us to fully engage both our minds and our hearts in our praise. Wholehearted praise maintains God's presence. I will praise and worship you. I will praise and worship you with my whole heart. I will praise and worship you. You are all my heart's desire. You are all my heart's desire. So with my whole heart, I will praise and worship you. You see what happened? The Holy Spirit just break forth into singing. Now that song is not written in anybody's book. Those words and tune was given to me on 
some time ago, some years ago, when I went on a 30-day fast, the angels of God and all oh God and all the musicians and in, in my vision came to me with all the different instruments and God was giving me that week songs that he placed in me, not in anybody's book. So all of a sudden now he break forth that song. That you have to with your, with my whole heart, I will praise and worship you. It has to be with your whole heart. Throughout the Bible, we find examples of God's presence being ushered in by the praises of his people. The pattern is common enough for us to conclude that, generally speaking, praise is a prerequisite for the presence of God. This is not absolute, of course, because God is sovereign, accountable to no one except himself and works in whatever way suits his purpose. For example, the Bible does not tell us whether or not Abram was praising God before God spoke to him and promised to grow a nation from his descendants. It doesn't tell us that. Likewise, we do not know if Moses was engaged in praise prior to his encounter with God's presence in the burning bush. It doesn't tell us that. In general, however, God does not visit his people with his presence without their first lifting up his praise. We do not invite God's presence in or even pray his presence in as much as we praise his presence into a place. It is a principle by which God himself has chosen to work. There are several examples in, 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 in the scriptures. Remember Joshua? When Joshua, Joshua was preparing to lead the Israelites to conquer the walled city of Jericho, God gave him special instructions. In Joshua chapter 6, verse 2 to 5 and verse 20, the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with its king and its fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have all the people give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the people will go up, every man straight in. When the trumpet sounded, the people shouted, and at the sound of the trumpet, when the people gave a loud shout, the wall collapsed, so every man charged straight in, and they took the city. Although this passage does not specifically state that the Israelites were praising God, the Hebrew word ro, which is here translated shout, and shouted is the same word used in Psalms 100 verse 1 and Psalm 95 1 and translated shout joyfully or make a joyful noise unto the Lord. 
And so they were in battle. So that was like a, a battle cry, a battle, a battle shout of triumph. And that's like sound the alarm on a holy mountain. In public worship, it would donate praise of the most animated kind. The priests blew the trumpets. The people raised a great shout of joy, triumphant and praise. God's presence and power came down and the walls of Jericho fell flat. When the praises went up, the presence came down. Remember on the day of Pentecost, when 120 believers were gathered together in an upper room in Jerusalem, when the presence of God came down and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. That's in Acts chapter 2 verse 4. In John chapter 14 verse 16 to 17, the Bible says, And I will ask the Father, because what happened in Acts, when they all came together and they were filled, it was a fulfillment of John chapter 14, 16 to 17. He said, I will ask the Father and it will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. And in Acts chapter one, verse eight, the word of God declares, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the other ends of the earth. And Luke chapter 24, verse 49, he says, I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Jesus gave the last two of his Jesus gave the last two of these promises on the day he ascended to heaven. The spirit came 10 days later. The disciples were not idle during that time. However, they spent those days preparing for his coming by creating an environment of praise. In Luke chapter 24, verse 50 to 53, the word declares, when he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. Once in the city of Philippi, Paul and Silas found themselves thrown into jail on charges they did, the people trumped it up on them by the owners of a slave girl. They lied, who had made her masters a lot of money, fortune telling until Paul cast a demon out of her. Stripped, severely beaten, and with their feet locked in stocks, the two missionaries were not in a conducive environment for God's presence, so they decided to create their own. Let me tell you, when God really going to use you and send you out, you never know what kind of environment you're going to come in. Some of you will be locked up in prison. Some, they will tell lies on you. And before you even go, they're telling it. 
but that's a part of the package. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came off. That's Acts chapter 16, verse 25 to 26. The basic definition of the word hymn is a song of praise to God. Paul and Silas were singing praise songs to the Lord when his presence came down and shook the foundations of the prison. In the Greek word translated, singing praise, singing hymns, is a Greek word that is called humino, a verb which also specifically means praise and singing hymns of praise. In fact, other Bible versions are more specific. Praise and praise, praise is so important. Paul and Silas sang praises unto God. They were singing hymns of praise to God. You know, a lot of times we pray all these long prayers and say all these things. And if you're not led by the Holy Spirit and we're praying all of that, nothing happens. People of God, y'all don't realize the power of praise. The power of prayer, yes, but the power of praise. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. See what happened here? With, 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 while they praised. Clearly, praise was present in the prison before the presence came down. Through praise, Paul and Silas turned their prison into an atmosphere of God's presence. As a result, that same night, the jailer and his entire family were saved. Praise is a prerequisite for God's presence. Let us offer a sacrifice of praise continually. Let it be on our lips. Because if the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people, that means his presence will come while we praise him. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. And I worship you. You are worthy to be praised lord i love you and i worship you you are worthy to be praised lord i will love you and i worship you you are worthy to be praised for you are worthy Worthy, worthy to be praised. The Father, we thank you for the teacher, the Holy Spirit, who is always enlightening, enlightening us, giving us revelation, and teaching us truth from the word of God. I pray today that 
your word says you inhabit the praises of your people. So I pray that those who are going to get these messages would create an environment of praise so their presence can come. I bless you, I worship you, I honor you, and I give you thanks and I exalt your name. And Father, may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard every heart and mind today and always. Father, I pray that your grace and your mercy will overshadow them and your love will continue to reign in them and flow through them to others. May the glory not die in their seed, but may they pour it out. Father, I bless you. Cover them with your blood in the name of Jesus. I ask you to keep each and every one safe. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Lord, now and always, we give you the praise. We give you the praise. We give you the praise. Lord, now and always, we give you the praise. We give you praise, 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 praise. With our hands lifted up and our voice filled with praise, we give you Praise, we give you the praise. We give you the praise. Lord, now and always, we give you the praise. So, Father, we give you praise. We thank you, Lord Jesus. So like Paul and Silas, they turned their prison into a habitation, an environment of God's presence. Help us, Lord God, that we can do the same in the name of Jesus. I love you. God bless you. Continue to have a blessed day. May the peace of God that pass at all understanding God, your heart and mind today. I love you. God bless you. Love you.